0: Welcome into to
1: Players Only with Chiefs Radio Network color analyst Danon Hughes.
2: Excellent throw and catch
1: just gets inside, uses his big body, no answer for number 87. And former NFL linebacker Joe Mays.
3: Mays missed him first, and in a typical North Dakota State toughness, Mays got up and stayed with it and got Newton from behind. Players, <laughs> from behind.
1: Players <laughs> Only, presented by U.S. Bank. Whatever your passion, U.S. Bank can help turn it into your next pursuit. What's going on,
2: Chiefs Kingdom? We are back in the building. Players only back. Seems like it's been a long time it since does. we've been back on the air with yep. the Thanksgiving holiday last week. The podcast was just on the radio.com app. Hopefully, you listeners out there got a chance to check it out. A fun show with just me and Joe. Barbershop. We was had missing a, we was had a diva eye. that didn't want to show up.
3: Yeah, he was in my. I don't know what 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 happened? Man, I don't Anyway, this is Players Only.
2: <laughs> Back again. <laughs> we only give him three seconds at a time to speak. Yeah. Joe Mays in the building, eight year NFL pro. Whoop, whoop. My name is Danon Hughes, former wide receiver with the Kansas City Chiefs, six years. And we got Sean Barber in the building, <laughs> former linebacker in the NFL also. And he's so sequestered. Yeah, he only shows up when pristine opportunities and weather and all that good stuff. You, you know what? You want to give me the, the definition of sequestered? Hey, man, listen. I had a COVID situation,
4: so we were uh, quarantined, self-quarantined. I, I, listen, man, listen. The state <laughs> puts out certain protocols that when somebody is contact tracing or whatever. You gotta Where's count. your mask at now? Again, we are more than six feet apart. If, if somebody sh- came to the studio, they realized we are more than six feet apart. Um, I don't plan on... Um, uh, being closer than that to any one of y'all and for no for a long period of time, <laughs> and so yes, we had a situation in my household. So we, I had to sequester. I had to go ahead and self quarantine myself for the fourteen days, and that prevented me from being on the show.
3: Can, can I get the definition of sequestered?
4: I mean, yeah, it is what it is.
2: He been watching too. <laughs> he been watching too much Law and Order. Sequestered is what sequestered is. We bum, know bum, what he bum, was bum. doing. Law and Order. Well, for all the listeners out there, this may be your first time listening or you've heard us before. This is Players Only. We come to you every week during the season, all three of us, just a roundtable discussion, just chopping it up, talking about things that are going on on the field, off the field, especially with our Chiefs, but just from a player's perspective, just like we would be sitting in the locker room or chatting after practice. So we appreciate all the listeners out there. Just as a reminder – Our phone lines and text lines are open, 913-576-7610. Make sure you hit us up. We appreciate it. So in this first quarter of the show, as uh, spoken about earlier, brought to you by our friends at U.S. Bank, whatever your passion. U.S. Bank can help turn it into your next pursuit. Guys, the Chiefs had a game. It seems like it's been forever Mm -hmm. since that game happened, but actually it was just this past Sunday against the Golden Boy, Tom Brady, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Good win. Yeah. A little closer than people probably would have liked uh, for comfort. Been, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but definitely a good win. I thought they made some really good statements in that game.
3: I mean, yeah. I mean, being able to throw the ball and, and, and catch the ball for 200 some yards after the first quarter, I mean, that was – I mean, in the first quarter, that <laughs> the was first quarter, yep. ridiculous. I mean, you don't see numbers like that often at all. So to to see it happen and and for it to look so easy, I mean, it's just ridiculous. But I, I enjoy watching it. I enjoy I enjoy, you know watching those guys go out there and have fun and take care of business. And they got the W. It wasn't it wasn't pretty at all. You know there were some moments where it kind of you was kind of scratching your head, kind of wondering what was going to happen. But um, I think at the end of the day, the W is what's, in, what's most important. And the fact that they're out there having fun um, while doing so is 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 amazing.
4: Do you think that the Chiefs have proven league-wide that if you're going to run a defense that you're going to say hey we're going to go straight man we're going to, we're going to, we're going to go mano a mano we think that we can we can match up across the board against you guys I think if there's ever been a case that has been proven I think that last Sunday that Chiefs proved it is a losing battle yeah. to go man against man mano a mano against our wide receivers across the board Wasn't it funny?
2: I mean, like, I'm in the booth with Mitch. He and I are doing the game, and I made mention. I don't know, like, because obviously part of us, we're we're fans. We're former players, but we're fans as Mm -hmm. well, just like the fans out there listening. But I don't know if I'm more entertained or if it's more of funny like, like the game, is, like, if you listen to the broadcast, you'll hear me laughing in the background at times. And I know that's not as professional and, and sharp as what you, you know, at Chris all. Collinsworth and all those guys on TV. But it's, there are times where during the game, it is absolutely hilarious to see how things unfold when the Chiefs are, are clicking on all cylinders, when they're throwing the ball around, when you're, like Barbershop mentioned, man-to-man. The funniest part of that game, and I want to say, you know, NFL is not a joke, but sometimes there's some funny stuff. The funniest part of that game is seeing the transition, as Barbershop mentioned, from we're going to come after you. We got these rabbit dogs on our side, this front seven, and Dominican Sue and Barrett, and White, and David, and, you know, JPP. We're going to come after you and play man-to-man. And then to see the transition, <laughs> to go for them to go to from man-to-man, bump-and-run, to too deep zone. Oh yeah. To protect their corners. Oh yeah. And take away some of the big plays. Like for the general fan, they may not recognize that, and I'm not saying that in a, you know in a puffed out chest way. Mm-hmm. It's just that we see the, the game differently. But when you see, it's like when you see that guy come out for the first first round of a boxing match, and he's throwing haymakers, and he's trying you know he's trying to knock the dude out, and he gets tapped a few times. Then all of a sudden, in the second round, third round, he becomes a boxer. Yeah. Now he's trying to box and and throw you know jab jab hook. Jab jag hook, you know, and now his his whole mindset has been thrown differently. To me, in the NFL at the top echelon of any of any kind of sport, to see that transition yeah. is funny. It's not, I mean, it's more than just fandom. It is actually hilarious to me. And we've done that against you think about the bully teams that we try to what that we play. Mm. The teams that try to step on the field and impose, like they imposed an aura about them before the first play even starts. I think about the Ravens, and I think about the Buccaneers. Yeah, Justifiably so. Very good defenses. You guys would know better than me. But when you see that transition, when you see the glazed look go over their eyes, and they they're halfway defeated – from what they've been planning the entire week, they prepared the entire week, we're going to do this to them. You know, we're going to get up in Tyreek Hill's mouth. We're going to choke him at the line of scrimmage. Yep. And we're going to bump and run, and we're going we gonna to bracket Travis Kelsey. And we got these dogs up front that beat those guys. They got a, a decimated offensive line. And Mitchell Schwartz is not there. And we're going to we get on the corner. We're going to blitz him up, in the and we're going to knock around Patrick Mahomes. That's all the conversation. You guys would know what goes on in the defensive locker room and the defensive Meetings and then to get stiff jabbed a couple few times in the first quarter mm-hmm. to the point where, oh. all right, fellas, we just gonna back out. Is it. stiff, <laughs> ja- it, stiff jab the let word? Let I don't know it.
3: what. I think Ooh. that might be a slap. That, might, that was a slap. That was disrespectful. We just go,
2: like, y'all been on defenses, some really good defenses, and then some defenses that oh, get man. gashed. Y'all, what's that feeling on the sideline? Like, I have to imagine those guys would be like, dang.
3: Here like, we go. This is real. This, Here we that go. film,
2: that film wasn't on. Yeah. That film wasn't on speed. Like it wasn't on extra fast. That, this is real deal.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> leading up to we talked a good game. We talked about everything that we were supposed to do. All right, we, we we were supposed to come out like some mad dogs. Come out hitting, hitting on all cylinders, smacking everything, moving like we made this, We had this conversation. So I mean, after this first quarter, yeah, we getting slapped. Like we getting really, really disrespected. I I wonder what the DBs felt. On the sideline. Well, you
2: saw the one DB. Uh, he so <laughs> they, they kept putting him on camera, and he had his head down. He wish he oh. was. You know, he said, "Man, why? It's, it's you know, why couldn't I get that COVID? Why could? Uh, why, what, why couldn't what, I? Get, what, why what, could what, get that. Why couldn't I be in that? You know, why I can't be in that protocol right now. What, what, whatever cast, happened to Cover Two? Like they just took. he just took.
3: A, just snatched the money right out of his pocket. Yeah, it sure did. It made. They made him look pretty bad, and. And I'm kind of hoping that it, it doesn't, you know, take away his confidence moving further into the season because that right there, it was it, it was it was a bad showing. And your coaches didn't do you any favors about, by putting you out no, there on the island. What do you think, Barbershop?
4: I mean, I, I think on Saturday night we saw Nate Robinson go into a boxing match. <laughs> and he had a game plan. He thought he was going to go in there against his uh, social media star and he's going to go in there like, yeah, I'm going to handle my own. And he got laid out. And then we saw Tampa's defense do the same thing. <laughs> Get laid they, out. they went out there just like Nate Robinson, thought they was going to go out there and throw some haymakers. Uh,
3: haymakers and Tyreek
4: Hill up. laid them out in the first quarter, and they realized that ain't going to work, dog. What we worked on all week <coughs> <laughs> ain't going to work, man. And well, we, we got to somehow make it to halftime so we can readjust this thing. And they made some adjustments at halftime, and they you know, kept us to uh, obviously uh, only only one score in the second half. But by that time, the game was already – I mean, like people wanted to – yeah, it became a close game, and it, it was uh, you know one score game at the end. And this one, man, the Chiefs had control of that ball game from the from the first kickoff to the to, to the last snap. And I, I and I and I, I believe that the Chiefs have shown a and not only the Chiefs but Pat Mahomes has shown a uh, evolution of being able to acknowledge and recognize what the defense is doing, and then he attacks it. it whether what what the call was don't matter. He realized the weakness in his defense was right there at ten. You can't go at 10 that way. Yeah. And I don't care what the play call was, I'm going to 10 because he's one-on-one against somebody that cannot stay with him. And so at, at that point of the game, man, when he's when he's clicking like that and he's acknowledging and, and, and being aware of what you're doing defensively and he can uh, diagnose it that quickly and attack it, man, defense is no stand
2: of chance.
3: Can we acknowledge the fact that this man did not know how to read defenses until he Self, came yep, to the NFL? Self-admittedly.
2: You know, what, you know what, you guys hit it, hit it on uh, another topic that I want to tackle later about the best wide receivers in the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, we may be able to get to that the next segment, just going around the league. But this was a great win by the Chiefs against a team that many had picked to be representing the NFC in the Super Bowl as a home team, the first team ever to host a Super Bowl down in Tampa. I don't know if they'll get there. We've been down that road before as this Chiefs organization as well as other teams where you just are not your best in week 10, 11, 12, but then you hit a stride. And we all know as long as you make it to that dance in January, anything can happen. And so I would not push aside Tom Brady and the Buccaneers and them right in the ship and and getting back into the fold of being a, a team to be reckoned with and maybe have an opportunity if the Chiefs still stay the course. meet down in Tampa, but I can tell you that they were exposed Mm -hmm. in that game last week, and they were exposed from the beginning, and the fact that the Chiefs were able to kind of stand on top of them from the beginning and do it in a decisive fashion, and when you talk about Tyreek Hill and him making those plays, what a lot of the fans may not realize, he is not the primary on all of those plays. (laughs) Like he's not the primary receiver on all those plays that can be a, a you know an aspect of the defense that they're presenting and Patrick Mahome's willingness to take a chance yep. like you know I, I have to believe that not knowing the exact verbiage in the, in the huddle but being in the huddle in the past sometimes the playmakers are the second and third guy in in that route combination in in the, in the route scheme yep. and in the play and in the progression. And yet, when you're good, when you have really good quarterbacks, they know how to make those plays or get those plays done. So, yeah, it was a definite all-around good effort. We'll talk more about the defense because I want to hear these guys' perspective about this defense, one specific area, and we're going to bring that up next.
1: Only with Damon Hughes and Joe Mays on Six Ten Sports Radio,
2: and we're back. Second quarter, players only, Sean Barber, Joe Mays, and I'm Danon Hughes. Our second quarter, whether you are dealing with home ownership, starting a business, or retirement, our second quarter is sponsored by our friends at U.S. Bank. Whatever your passion, U.S. Bank can help turn it into your next pursuit. I thought we talked about letting Sean do that. Ooh, that's oh, no, no, nice, he, he butchered well, he, he it, you gotta it last mess, week. You got to let
3: him do the U.S. Bank one. No, one time. he
2: can't. No, no, <laughs> no. Julio, <laughs> mute the mic if he ever if he ever brings up anything with a banking or anything like that. <laughs> hey, man, U.S. Bank, whatever Boop. is your
4: passion, we can make your pursuit. I'm trying to make it sound would, like the slow jam. You know what yeah, i, mean? yeah, I said yeah. it's so lovely, yeah. so nice, well, and so lovely. Y'all
2: ain't gonna mess up my sponsors in uh,
3: this show. Now, I think they appreciate it. True, it's giving them more airtime. Look, we are still talking about it, and we but two minutes later.
2: <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> and, all right, guys. So we, you know, that we were talking about the defense, and I wanted to get you guys' perspective. But before we get to that, actually, in conjunction with that, we're gonna look at the text line. Mm-hmm. And Joe, we got one from the seven eight five. Is Frank Clark a little under the weather, or are teams lining up different to neutralize home? Uh no, he's not under the weather. Um, I think
3: it may just be one of them things where uh, teams they know how to block him. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Like, is it, 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 you would expect you know for him to be one of those guys to go out there and make a lot more plays than he has. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just it, it, everyone has a season, and it just doesn't seem like it's been his season thus far and you kind of hoping that it, it, it which takes... was like last year too. Yeah, it was up kinda, until yeah. this
2: point it hadn't really been it's been hadn't been, you know, uneventful. So I'm saying everything to keep away from the whole being
3: overpaid thing because yeah. yeah. you know, that's what everybody is really talking about at the moment. I'm trying to go around that whole little you know, I'm not trying to go right into the whole overpaid, I'm just
2: trying to go around it. You know, I'm just I'm I'm trying to come up with an excuse for the man. You know what? I want you guys to explain from a defensive perspective. When you are a rush end or rush outside linebacker, Mm -hmm. like I think a lot of people watching the game, like and I played with one of the best to ever do it, Derek Thomas. Yeah. And you can run the the hump running around the edge, or you can have a spin move or a bull rush. You know, you got assortment of moves as that rusher. But in recognizing or knowing that a person has an assortment of of rush techniques explain how those rush techniques aren't always available for you to do. Because, like, the first thing that comes to my mind is you can't have Frank Clark line up on the outside edge, spin move to the inside edge, because then who would be be keeping the quarterback in the pocket? Right. Because his responsibility is, yeah, if I can get to the quarterback around the edge, I get there, mm-hmm. but I got to stay on the outside. Yeah. So, you know, now as a tackle... Who's blocking you? He may recognize. Okay, well, I know he wants to go upfield, so I'm just going to keep pushing him upfield because he's not going to he's not going to spin move on me. It's kind of like a basketball player on the court, one on one, and a a screen comes. Yeah, like you know, there's really only one way that person's going to go, so then you can shade him that way because you're you're recognizing what's in front of you. Right.
3: Yeah, and you go into the games. I think every all the defensive linemen know, especially the ends. You know. To hold on to the edge, no matter what, whether you whether you, whether you're rushing the passer or whether you're holding up against the run, you have to hold on to the edge. Now, when you're playing certain quarterbacks, so in this case, they play Tom Brady. He's not he's not mobile. a guy that can get out and run. No. He's not mobile at
2: all. And when you say hold the edge, that means for the for the listeners, your outside shoulder is free. It's always free. So you can if you're on the right side of the defensive line, you're taking on that tackle with your left shoulder because yep. you want to keep your outside shoulder free yep. in case of the escape route for the quarterback. Yeah, like Mahomes do. You always yeah. escape the pocket. He's able
3: to make uh, plays on the move. So you know, and, and then like I said before, you you have to know your quarterback. You have to know who you're going up against. Brady, he's not mobile, so you may be able to give him that edge and let him move around a little bit. And you can you can definitely chase, chase him down. Chase him down. Yeah. So that you know that was that could be that could have been part of the plan. I don't you know I don't know. I wasn't in the meeting room, cause, so I don't I don't exactly know what um what they talked about. But I think those guys they normally come up with. You know different things that that they can do on the sideline. Yeah. A lot of the times they don't really include the coaches on what they do on the on the field because at the end of the day it's the players playing. So that's you know, a great point. If, if you if you're going to lose that edge, you make sure you have that opposite end that's going to come down and be and be prepared to chase.
2: Which happened a lot in the game. And yeah. and just to give you a visual for all the listeners out there, there were times where you saw Frank Clark rush up field spin move or swim move to the inside of the tackle. Mm -hmm. And the reason why he felt comfortable trying to do that is because Chris Jones or Derek Nottie was folding back behind him to take his responsibility for the outside.
3: To a natural twist game. Yeah, so a natural.
2: So you hear the broadcasters talking about a TE stunt or, or a tackle end stunt where they're running twists. That's kind of what unfolds, it's just not drawn up that way. Right. It's hey, like hey, you get into the huddle, yo, yo, uh, Chris, yo, CJ, yo, yo, Naughty, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna try to hit that inside gap, back me up on the outside. Yep. Type of deal, where you're replacing somebody else's responsibility.
4: And a lot of times it's like recognition of the formation. So a lot of time the back's away, you know the back is gonna block to the strong side. So you know if you're on the back side away from the back, you know the black the the, the line is sliding away. Right. And so if you got a TE stunt coming that way, you know, you can do a quick inside move knowing that tackle is going to wrap and he's going to be free to contain the quarterback. But in that same instance, if you're to the side of the running back, that same TE move, um, that back captures your outside shoulder when you wrap, that's going to give that quarterback an escape route outside of you. So you got to go really, really flat. And so a lot of those things are, uh, you know, we talk about diagnosing how you're going to attack a passer, attack a uh, offensive formation, whether they're in the ATA 7 T7, T6, uh, max protection, slide protection, all these different protections they have um, as how the offense is going to account for the D line and linebackers. If they come, a lot of those things define how you can actually um, attack your pass rushing gaps. And so, I mean, it's just not as simple as see ball, get ball. And yeah, I think a lot yeah. of people think a lot of people the think. best athlete should be able to, you know, hey, yeah. our, you know, Frank Clark is a better athlete than the tackle, so he should get home, you know, you know, more, more times than not. It, it's so much more complicated than that, and it's not even worth, like, on, on radio trying to go in it because you yeah. don't have the, the grease board to yeah. really show the listeners. You'd have to yeah. show,
2: yeah. Ultimately, you would have to video. show it on a screen and video to kind of see the the you know the making behind the madness the what what really goes on and I, I think that's really interesting because you know when you pay guys a lot of money and they are in that premium positions of rush end outside linebacker um you ex- you know shut down corner or what have you you expect them Like, if they don't show up with big plays, you think that they are a bust. You think that they're they're not worth their money. In reality, some of the things that they may be being asked to do may not equate to stats on the page. Uh, For instance, you got Tom Brady, who's a quarterback and not very mobile. So the idea of blitzing him, And knocking him down may not necessarily always be a part of the defensive plan. It may be just to constrict the pocket. Mm -hmm. So now you have both ends, Tano Passanio, Frank Clark, looking to push the tackles back into the quarterback so that the pocket gets smaller as opposed to running, trying to use their speed to run around the big, fat outside tackles thinking that they can get to the quarterback. Because if they don't get there, guess what you did? You opened up more time for Tom Brady to survey the field. So there's always a method to the madness. So in regards to the Frank Clark question, we appreciate you from the 785. Uh, He's going to get his. And, you know, he's one of the more dominant pass rushers. He's got one of the quickest, if not the quickest, first couple of steps off the line of scrimmage, I believe, uh, that's been measured or calculated in the NFL. Uh, And he hits his stride. He'll hit his stride. And um, I I definitely got total confidence in him. One other one from the offensive side, just to flip it over again, we're getting these from the text line, 913-576-7610. And this one's from the 913. Could you address the McCole Hardman drop? What was that the worst pass Mahomes ever throw through, or did Hartman run the wrong pattern? He can read, ladies and gentlemen. He can read. Well, <laughs> trust me, this text is a little
3: bit
4: off <laughs> He you. But right. I, got, I, got,
2: I got what you was trying to get to. All right. So here's the deal. When you run a seam route. As a slot receiver, mm-hmm. what I was taught as a receiver is that you need to be two to four yards inside the numbers. And if the quarterback brings you in more to the hash, let the quarterback bring you inside. Because the quarterback is seeing the safeties and knows exactly where he wants to throw the ball. Right. So a lot of times, think back to some of the, the the routes down the middle that you've seen Travis Kelsey run and some of the, the um, spot routes 15, 20 yards down the field where it's between two linebackers before the safeties get there. We've seen that a lot. But when you're running a seam route, we were always taught, run straight up the seam, two yards inside the numbers, and if the quarterback wants to bring you in, he'll throw the ball in so you can adjust. So he's, you're trusting that the quarterback is going to throw you away from the safety so that you don't get decapitated. Right. In that situation, if you watch that play, and this is me as a wide receiver – McCall Hardman, which is another tough thing. As a wide receiver, when you run down the field, imagine running full-speed sprint and then turning your head. What also has a tendency to turn? Your shoulders. So if you turn your head and your shoulders turn, guess what else starts to turn? Your legs. You start to bend in more than you really thought you were because you didn't snap your head around. You just kind of flowed in. So to me, to answer that question, I thought it should have been a better route by McCall Hardman. It's definitely a pass that Patrick Mahomes can throw most of the time with his eyes closed probably. But the route, to me, threw off Patrick Mahomes because he was expecting McCall Hardman to stay straight up the field. And McCall Hardman started to bend in just a bit. And as even he talked about after the game, he said, I tried to stick it on him. Because I knew he had clear lane, I tried to stick it on him and not allow the safety to get over there quick, you know, quick by putting some loft on it, and I just threw it behind him. But I also think there was an aspect of that that McCole Hardman could have ran a better route. Yeah, makes sense. Just as simple. So he you knows. linebackers, see how see how deep I had to go on the on the offensive side, while you linebackers just said it's not just about see ball hit ball. See? <laughs> See how I had to, how intricate I had to do for all you listeners out there, all the offensive guys, you know, we have to go deep. Ours is like a beautiful mind on the on the chalkboard oh, and Lord. the defensive guys is like grunt, grunt, grunt hit. Here it, we go. Uh, yeah, before they get a chance to wait, 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 come, wait, wait, before they wait, get a chance wait, wait, to comment, wait, 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 we got to go wait we got to go to a break. When we come back, we got somebody we got some guys on. <laughs> we got we got some calls, we got some text message to get to and we got the Broncos coming in town.
1: This is Players Only with Damon Hughes and Joe Mays on 610 Sports Radio.
2: And we're back. Halftime's over. Players Only. Joe Mays in here. Sean Barber just ran out like he had to go potty or something. I don't know. He just wait till the last minute. And I'm Danon Hughes, and we're back for the third quarter. Sponsored by our friends at U.S. Bank. Whatever your passion, U.S. Bank can help. Turn it into your next pursuit. We got J Rock and Reggie on the line. We'll get to y'all in a second. Can I let it breathe? <laughs> Can I just let it breathe for a second because I, I let it didn't, breathe, I, bro. I didn't, I didn't like the, I didn't like the way the half ended. <laughs> <laughs> you, like, you was like the Baltimore
3: Ravens, yeah, you didn't like was, how to have it? I didn't like it, I didn't like it, I was kind of offended, I was kind of offended, <laughs> you you tried to make it seem like you you went through this whole little smart rant about what the offense did, and then when it came to us talking about the defense, we was talking like grunts, what? wait a minute, how can you sit here and come at me like that when I just took up for the simple fact that you aren't here, sounding like you can't read, like uh, and and uh, you know what? I made sure to stand up for my brother because at the end of the day, he is my
2: brother. We on the same team. Oh, barbershop's back. Hold this, on, this uh, isn't an offense defense thanks, thing. Thanks for coming in, barbershop. Same
3: team. Uh, you, know, I'm just I'm getting on him about, about how we, he's talking about us as if we don't we, we're not. Knowledgeable I, I want to know how come, know come your voice went so
2: like you went to Mariah Carey level when you started. He's like, how come? He
3: like, well, like? I'm just, hey, I'm, just, <laughs> I, I'm. I mean, it's just this just teammates talking you know it that. out. I just wanted to let it breathe for a second. That was it. You let it breathe. All right, my bad. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm gonna need an apology. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm, a so, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. Hey,
2: you ready to put that beep that bleep on, Julio? <laughs> you ain't getting hey, Julio, no. You yeah, ain't getting yeah. no. Beep. <laughs> Usa, Usa. Okay, I just need to let it breathe. I need, I, I need to go to the to the layer center and get a massage. Now and a, we talking. Now salt. we talking. Yep. The salt, sauna was a salt sauna. Yep, salt. Yeah. salt. Yeah, we got the salt and, room with the sauna inside. Yep. We got the cryotherapy chamber. I'm not gonna I, get a Yanni though. You, you I'm not going to get it. I don't want to get a, no, get a Yanni for all, all the Yanni. listeners. All the listeners with women, look up a Yanni. Yanni's and then, theme. Then you know what I'm talking about. Look up Yanni's theme, and yes, we
3: do that at the Layer
2: Center. <laughs> all right, guys, we got J-Rock. J-Rock's on the line. He wants to talk about Frank Clark. What you got, J-Rock?
5: My guys, my guys, what's going on tonight? How you doing?
2: Doing all, all right, bro. Good, How man. you
5: Man, uh great to talk to you guys, man. Great to talk to you guys. I've been listening to you guys uh, ever since the show started and I just want you to give out much props. Appreciate uh, you. Which what I done to uh with the Kansas City Chiefs and then just the Kansas City community, man. I get much props to you, black man. Thank you. Um uh, as far as Frank Clark, man, um I call him he's he's the he's the uh what they call him, playoff rondo. He's the playoff Frank Clark. <laughs> and I say that to say he he brings a lot of goodness to our team. But what it is with the regular season, I don't know what it is. And I know he – I mean, we go um, – I can say we because I played football from high school to college on a decent level. They make it to the pros. But he – he his motor's there, but at times it's not for whatever reason. I'm not saying he don't play any harder than the other man, but for whatever – I go back. I look at Phil myself. I look at Chris Jones and Tommy time he gets double-teamed. Every blue moon, Frank Clark get double-teamed. Every blue moon. And he's still not beating his man, but I know come playoff time he's gonna be there. I know he's gonna be there. And as far as our defense of as whole, it just at times again we nitpicking, we ten and one. So we just nitpicking over a little small stuff. And so this is just what I see as again as football with football odds. Not as great as you guys, but with football odds. I don't want our defense to get us in a situation where we're in trouble. Like it's going like Mahomes is the greatest ever. But there's going to be a time where we might get in the pinch, and we might need that defense to come through. And we've seen at times where our, 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 our ace on defense, Matthew, we've seen at times where he got, you know saying, stumbled in his head to where he made mishaps. Yeah. Uh, we seen times where, uh, man, my man West. Ever since he's come back off his head injury, man, my man, he's been, he's been, he's been tippy toeing the line with me, man. Like, he, honestly, a year or two ago, I thought he was the best thing we caught since sliced bread. I thought we we got to steal. Yeah. But this year since he messed his hand up, I've been kind of worried about my man Breland. He's Breland. And he gets that hold in that pass interference time and call, but then he makes a good play time. Yeah. So I'm like, as oh and then. <laughs> I'm looking at get it like this. It's a pyramid to me. It starts with our D-line, from our D-line to our linebackers, from our linebackers Definitely. to our secondary. Yep. So the better our, our D-line do as far as with the pass rush, getting to that, they're going to make better plays for the second. And to our linebackers, linebackers will be in position. Mm-hmm. Our linebackers, to me, honestly, aren't the greatest. They're yeah. not. But they're in position where they're
2: making plays. Hits You're right, man. a long way. But yeah, I think we, you hit the nail yeah. on the head. It, it's a complete unit. Um, yes, situation, man. I appreciate your your comments, and I got a question for my guys in here. Thanks for calling, J Rock. We appreciate your support, guys. His first comment I thought was was great when he talked about Frank Clark being playoff Frank or, yeah. or like uh, playoff Rondo. Mm-hmm. Is that a bad thing? I'm not saying he is or he isn't, but would that be a bad thing with this type of team, with this structure, knowing going into the season, pretty much? If everybody stays healthy, mm-hmm. this is a playoff team.
3: Yeah.
2: Like, is that a bad thing that you have a guy that you're paying that much that let's say he does step it up just for the playoffs?
3: I mean, it's a bad thing, you know, from the outside looking in because as a fan, you see a guy getting paid all seventeen? You want him, 18, all, you want him yeah, all 16 I, weeks. I, I need to see 20 million every single week you show up. mm. So you know it, for an from outside a player yes
2: but from a player standpoint from a,
3: we, you know what we're not thinking about that I no. mean at the end of the day the organization made the, made the decision to pay him the amount of money that he's getting paid now it's just turn to go up there and show up and show out and you know if if it's the playoffs that he shows up and shows out I mean you can't really be mad at that because that's when the games really truly count you yep. lose you go home and so you know for him to show up and show out and and, and really prove himself uh, during those times, I mean, I, I take that. I take that any day of the week.
4: Barbershop? shop, man. Uh, regular season, you jockey for positions. You trying to you trying to you know you try to work on some things. You work on some concepts. You want to build some trust. Uh, the camaraderie, you want to build some, you know, guys are confident in the pass rush, confidence in the coverage, confidence in the linebackers filling certain gaps. So D-linemen, hey, I'm holding a double team. I need to – I know this linebacker's coming within a you know half second to relieve me of this double team so I can, I can keep the pressure. All these th- things you work on for 16, 17 weeks. But when it comes to the playoffs – that's when your stars got to shine that's when you got to be, be be hitting on all cylinders and the one thing we've seen from Frank Clark is that when the playoffs come when it's time to win or go home that's when he shines I mean, mm-hmm. if there's anybody who can be called the closer when it when it's time to close the door shut the shut sh- shut the, the opponent out and we need a big sack we need a big play we need some big pressure we need we need something to stop the other team when it comes to playoff ball and, and, and they drop back Frank Clark is the guy I want 100 percent coming after that pass rusher. Because yep. yep. we know what he's gonna bring to the table because he's shown it. That's his that that's his mantra. And so we we know we I mean we can play almost with one arm behind our back all regular season and still be one of the best six or seven teams in the AFC to make it to the playoffs. But once you get to the playoffs, man, your record don't count no more. Yeah, it don't matter. It, it, it's, it's win or go home. And so that's when you want your dogs ready to go hunt. And we talk about some dogs in the stables ready to go hunt. Frank Clark, Chris Jones, uh, those guys being ready during the playoff push, that's what I'm focused on. So I don't, I don't really care yeah. too much about this regular season stuff.
2: And make no mistake, I don't think those comments are talking about his effort level. You right. you guys are not saying that he's giving 80% effort now and he's going to turn up to 100. There's just a different level that cats get to when you get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And sometimes during the season, you, you made the playoff Rondo comment, J-Rock. When you watch LeBron James – very rarely do you see LeBron James take over first quarters. He usually is passing the ball a lot in the, in the first quarter, trying to get his other guys involved, the trying to get a game. feel for yep. the game. Because then when it comes to crunch time, that's when he turns it on. I kind of feel like at least for this year, we can give Frank Clark the benefit of the doubt yep. based on what he was able to do last year in those crucial situations like Barbershop talked about. Appreciate that, J-Rock. J-Rock also followed up with a text. We appreciate you also. Reggie from Anaheim. We appreciate yes, your call. Sir. What you got for us?
6: Oh, I'll be I'll be quick. Uh I have two quick questions. One, what do you guys think we're gonna see uh DeAndre Baker get worked into the rotation um leading up into the playoffs? And then two uh, why is it that we don't see Patrick Mahomes try to get the running backs involved more uh, in the passing game? Like, I watched him several times when he drops back, and he don't even... I know the quarterback goes through progressions. He's not even in the The running backs aren't even in his progression. It's like he don't even look their way. Like, he's looking straight downfield, which is good. But if we can't get the uh, the running game going. I feel like it's like basketball when you got a big man that's in the, in the paint working hard for you. you got yeah, you at least I let him touch the ball a couple times so he can feel you know involved in the offense. So why why are we not seeing? Uh, and to use the screen game, or just even Pat just 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 dropping back and just throwing it to him in the flat and letting Clyde or, or Bell make a play in the uh, in the field. Uh, take, take my thoughts off there. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Appreciate you,
2: Reggie. Great comments, great questions. Guys, we got to go to a break, but Reggie and the rest of the listeners out there on Players Only, we're going to answer that question when we come back and then also tackle this upcoming opponent in the Denver Broncos.
1: This is Players Only with Damon Hughes and Joe Mays on 610 Sports Radio.
2: And we're back for the fourth quarter. Players Only, Sean Barber, Joe Mays, and I'm Damon Hughes, sponsored by our friends at U.S. Bank. Whatever your passion, U.S. Bank can help turn it into your next pursuit. Guys, we had some really good calls, a lot of great text messages on the line, and uh, we got a great uh, opponent, or I should say a, a a good opponent that has the potential to play great with a little chip on their shoulder coming in this week on Sunday Night Football. But going into the break, we got the call about DeAndre Baker, who's the first-round pick uh, corner from the Giants, uh, questionably got into some trouble, got released, found innocent, picked up by the Chiefs, and now we have a first-round grade Corner on practice squad. Yeah. When will he see the field? Our quick answers were uh Whenever
3: they need, them. When they mean, need they him. When they need him. They don't need him right now. Yeah, it's not yeah, needed. It's not needed. Let him learn. Let him learn a little bit more about in how how you know the organization, how the players run yeah. the locker room and and playbook and all those different things. And then after that is all said and done, he'll be ready to roll.
2: Yep. And then the second question was about getting the Mahomes, running the running backs involved. Uh, real quick, because I know we got to talk about this upcoming matchup, Mahomes is one of those quarterbacks. If you compare him to Alex Smith, Alex Smith, because he gets compared to Patrick Mahomes, it always seems like good and bad, but mm-hmm. it's really not good and bad. It's really good and, good. and better. Yeah. And Mah- Mahomes is better. Alex Smith was good. Alex Smith, if you look through his progression, it was number one receiver, possibly number two receiver, dump to the running back. That was pretty much it. Patrick Mahomes' progression is last alternative dump. Yeah. Extremely last alternative dump. He is constantly looking downfield because he believes in his brain that I can get 12 to 15, so why should I dump for five? Mm Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I see when I watch the film. I'm not saying this is written in stone, but when I watch the film and I watch the games and I'm calling the broadcast, it looks like he is waiting for the extreme last moment to even think about a dump to to that uh, safety valve at that running back coming out of the backfield because he's really waiting for those guys downfield because he knows he can get a bigger chunk. You think running backs feel a certain type of way about that? or uh i think all running backs want to get the ball. Yeah. Uh as far as their feelings are concerned, i don't know if that, you know, i don't know. i think Clyde Edwards is a lair knowing he's coming into a situation that's a super bowl winning team. I don't know if you have the right to have feelings in that position. And Le'Veon Bell coming from the circumstances that he came from, you don't necessarily have the right to have feelings either. <laughs> so they Like have i mean, that might sound harsh, <laughs> But you don't have the right to have feelings, especially have write. at a 10-1 team. I got you. You know what I mean? That, that's just how I feel. But, I, I mean, but you're right. Yeah. Cats, they want the ball. Wide yeah. receivers want the ball. Running backs want the ball. They've gotten it all their life. They've always been the 20-carry, 30-carry guy since big, Pop Warner. Big man on campus type yeah. of deal, yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: That's how it is. You know, I can tell you from a defense standpoint, every every, every defense is built to take away something. Like, and because we are built to take away something, then obviously we have a weakness against something else. So if we're built to take away the deep ball, then we're giving up the short ball. If we're we built to take away the three-step, then we're giving up uh, uh, deep ball, seams, uh, cover two, right? You can run seams all day. You can mm-hmm. run a check down all day against cover two. Man coverage, you can run rub routes all day. Against a zone, you can flood a zone, and we can't cover three Everybody. receivers with, with two. So, so every defense has a weakness, and I gotta say, before Pat Mahomes, I didn't, I, I haven't acknowledged the the, uh, the level of quarterback play that has been able to diagnose a defense and actually attack the weakness at the uh, rate that Pat, yeah. Mahomes, Pat Mahomes is like a batter right now hitting eight hundred. Yeah, like 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 everybody's <laughs> happy with a batter hitting three hundred. Yep, and he's he's batting eight hundred, and the situation for him to bunt might arise. But when the batter is hitting 800, why I would you it. ask him to bunt? It's a, it's a waste. You know what I'm saying? You, <laughs> you know not, you I feel you on the baseball
2: man. references. You know I feel hey, he you. My alley. Away, you got, got me that. out of my seat. Come on, man. Come on, swing away, man. I'm not asking you to bunt <laughs> when you're in fences. You're swinging 800. I don't care if third baseman's playing in left field. It don't don't matter. Man.
4: That's what we got with Pat Mahomes. Like, like he just he, – he can click – he's clicking on such a high rate at acknowledging and diagnosing the defense. He sees the weakness before the def- – the, before the ball is snapped, half the times he knows where he's going to throw it. And he uses his eyes to, to, to manipulate the safeties and yep. manipulate other players just to create a bigger scene for that, that offensive guy to become open. And then the ball is pinpointed to a certain point on the field. Now it's just a matter of are we going to catch it? Yeah. And once we catch it, are we going to, you know, continue to run with it? Yep,
2: yeah. yep.
4: Amen, and that's the and that's the I mean that's the honest truth about what we got going with Kansas City and with the running with the passing
2: game. So we got the Broncos coming up, guys. What are you guys see in the Broncos? The One donkeys. thing: the Donkeys, <laughs> ten straight losses mm. to the Chiefs. The Chiefs are thirty and four in the AFC West, and ten straight times the Bron- Broncos have not beaten the Chiefs. Whether it was at you know within the last ten games, home and away.
3: It's, it's going to be an eleventh time. I mean, I think we. Are, I think everybody knows it's going to be eleven time. It's just a matter of how much they're going to beat them by. If the if the Broncos are going to actually show up with quarterbacks this week, or if they're going to have running backs take these direct snaps, and as we've seen, they only had a hundred or some yards of total offense. Yeah. Now, if you bring that different Broncos team in here, they are going to get demolished and they're going to get embarrassed. Um, but I think. They're gonna have some type of chip on their shoulder because they felt like everyone is out to get them for some odd, strange reason. That's a
2: great point. That's the point I was gonna I was gonna tap into. So,
3: you know, that may be something that where it hit it dog a holler. Yeah, it may it may give it may give them a little little extra energy to come in here and play and try to play well, but I mean they're gonna leave with it with their eleven straight loss to the Chiefs for sure. Barbershop.
4: Well, I I know the the Broncos ain't won against the Chiefs in about almost two thousand days. <laughs> That's a lot of years. <laughs> there's a lot of days guys it's you a, said lot that's
2: of, a lot of years
4: man that's a whole lot of practices <laughs> that's a whole lot of uh uh put installations installations drafts that's a whole lot OTAs. going into trying to beat one team and ain't <laughs> happened yet so I'm, i mean i think things is going to stay the same unless you do something <laughs> s- significantly to change it yeah. and right now you know as far as this season is going on with the chiefs clicking on all cylinders uh, the Broncos still trying to find a way to get a, a consistent passing game going to go with the the, the running back game. Uh, again, defensively, if, you know, I, I talked about it before. If they would just, man, man, just just pour all their resources into the defense side of the ball, they might be able to create a a, a defensive juggernaut that would give us a yeah. run for our money. But because they're trying to still uh, build around uh, Drew Locke, but they but unfortunately they don't have the creative they don't have Eric Bienemi in the in the yeah, building that's they the don't case. have Andy Reid they don't have the the offensive creativity to take advantage of what Drew Locke can do and so you got a guy with with, with with, with uber,
2: u- uber talent at the quarterback position, but they're running high school routes. They're easy to cover.
4: JV Barbershop, you
2: ain't going to come in here late to the show and then expect to st- take up all the time. Gave me three <laughs> seconds left. Chiefs <laughs> over Broncos for the 11th straight time. Julio, we appreciate you, Barbershop. Joe Mays, players only Woo-woo. each and every Thursday. Be back with us.
1: Peace.